everybody, and welcome to episode 344 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you. If you play Magic the Gathering, whether you're sitting at home, jamming arena, or you are laying on your couch trying to recover from Grand Prix Vegas, Magic <laughs> Fest Vegas, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about Magic Fest Vegas and all the recovering that is happening while you're while we're speaking to you right now. Yes, I am still recovering because we got back yesterday yes recorded an episode of the upkeep our news podcast yes i then slept for 10 hours 10 hours and then came in and now here we are like actually at least 10 and maybe honestly kind of more i think i think i might have almost hit 11 i think i did 10 for sure yeah and i i that is highly unusual for me so i am feeling ready to go at life (laughs) (laughs) but i can still feel the shadowy specter of vegas clawing at my spine from behind oh yes it's trying still trying to snatch you back Hey, come on back get back here get back here we never sleep (laughs) anyway we're gonna talk about that it was a very fun experience and a lot of stuff was going on at the tournament Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we'll give you a little recap yeah We'll also talk about Mark Rosewater's State of Design article, which came out this week. Yeah, it's super fun to hear his kind of take as the head of research and development. I shouldn't say research and development, but that's like what it is. Yeah, it's always been called R&D. But But now it's like he even talks about what it is now at the top of the article, which is like um, vision design, set design, play design. Yeah. So So why are we calling it R&D still? We should call it VSP. (laughs) Talk. All right. He's going to talk about Tell magic. Your friends. VSP. We're calling it VSP now. Because, yeah, he's going to go through all the sets that came out this year. Uh, we've got all of the Ravnica action course at 2020 Modern Horizons and kind of yeah. like what things they did well in these sets and what things they missed the ball on. And if uh, we agree or disagree and kind mm-hmm. of talk through where we've been so far this year with Throne of Eldraine coming up in our sights in just a little while. That's right. We'll also talk a little bit about what we think could happen in Modern now that the Hogak is gone. Not Ding only the- dong, the Gak is dead which old gack this old gack (laughs) oh anyways it may not surprise you to learn that i played the wicked witch of the west in the wizard of oz musical that seems that seems right i had a bright pink bouffant because i was doing it my way (laughs) all right Uh, but yeah i feel like i would be who do you want to be oh who would I want to be? Yeah, you get to choose. Hmm. Because I was I was going for the witch. Probably the, the scarecrow. Witch. The scarecrow is excellent. Yeah. And the scarecrow. nowadays I think I would love to play the Tin Man, but yeah. um, you know, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I have not inscripted Productions of the Tin isn't the Tin Man anymore. <laughs> uh, um, but before we do anything in our show. I'm going to not talk about Patreon for a second because I just want to congratulate our winner, Joshua Weddell, who played in our Gleam Contest giveaway. Congrats. Ooh, congrats, Joshua. You won a big swag box from Ultra Pro Card Kingdom. And good luck, high five. There's going to be some sick stuff in there. There's going to be great new prizes because we're going to talk about some new stuff from Ultra Pro coming up later in the show. But if you want to win awesome prizes and have a fairly good chance of doing so, please enter our new September Gleam giveaway. The link will be in the show notes or under the YouTube video. Your chances are high so why not win some free stuff oh nice okay so now that that's done with patreon that's right thank you to everyone who is a supporter of the show on patreon.com slash glhf magic it means so so much to us so much that we are having a patron only hangout this thursday this thursday um from 10 to noon yeah so that's going to be really awesome if you can still get in on that by becoming a patron. You can. There's still time. You can still have time. Go to patreon.com slash GLHF magic and sign up to be a member at any dollar amount. That's like a dollar a month, yep. which is really so very little. And you can come on, hang out with us on Thursday. That's right. And I love when people came up to us at Vegas and said, hey, I'm a patron. You know, I it love to hear that. Our, it warms our cold, zombified hearts. Yes, it really does. And, and, and it means the world to us that you support the creators who give back to you. Thank and you also to our yes. sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. You can get sweet 
Megan and Maria tokens in Check your order out. by saying, good luck, have token. You can get stickers. That's right. And you're just ordering from the fastest shipping in the West. That's right. And they've got all the great stuff that we talk about when we talk about all the cool products from Ultra Pro. They've got it. They've got board games. They've got dice. They've got deck boxes. They've got singles. They've got boxes so you can draft with your friends. Mm-hmm. And the best customer service in the biz across the board. Everybody knows the people who love magic. Go to cardkingdom.com. Slash GLHS. talk about magic fest vegas where we were hanging out this past weekend that's right so maria tell me what your weekend looked like yeah so i was uh, on coverage so i was a floor reporter for the event for channel fireball which means i was running around talking to everybody and being like what's up tell me your story are you here playing in the command zone where thousands of people signed up to play commander that mm-hmm. seemed to be a huge success by the yeah. way so moving forward if you want to attend a magic fest they're going to have these command zones and you can show up and play commander you can have a little sign that says i'm looking for a competitive game or i'm looking for a casual game nice. and just go and hang out and so a lot of people were, uh, were, i met were super cool hanging out in there i talked to a lot of the magic celebrities who had come to the tournament like josh lee quine jimmy wong who uh jimmy was partaking in a battle bond charity tournament which was really cool mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the main events modern constructed and modern horizons limited Simon Nielsen Sick. taking down the modern portion with mm-hmm. Hogak, of course. Five copies of Hogak in the top eight. Barf. Barf alert. But don't worry. We're never going to have to worry about that ever again. And then no. Alan Wu taking down the Modern Horizons limited event. Plus yeah. an old school event. Yes. Which our good friend Athena, Atlantis on Twitter, top aided. Uh, what the heck else was happening? A popper event. There was a popper champion crowd. Yeah. Just so much stuff going on. So much stuff. The modern, like the modern challenge event. Oh yeah. The modern madness. Yes. Where you all voted on the top eight decks of modern and they all battled against each other to settle the question once and for all, what is the best deck in modern? And it was storm. Storm. Wow. (laughs) That is not the answer I thought we'd be saying. No, me either. No. And it certainly is not the best deck in modern, but in this case it wound up being the best deck in modern. It sure did win. Piloted by Cedric Phillips, who's one of the celebrities who played against people who had to qualify to play against them in the Modern Madness Finals, which is a very Mm -hmm. cool idea, I think, um, from Channel Fireball. And of course, meeting everybody out there was awesome who came up and said they liked Good Luck High Five or the Upkeep and then hanging out with their buddies. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And losing money at the blackjack tables. Yes. Obviously. I saw you try really hard. I tried so hard. I try. I saw you try very hard at blackjack. I like to leave when I double my money, and yeah. I was close to doubling it on five different occasions and lost Maria, every single one of those hands. You should have. You should have just taken it when you were almost double. I know, but it's just like, oh, I'm so close. But in blackjack, you're not supposed to win enough to double your money. Oh, really? No. Well, maybe the odds are against you. The odds are against me. That is accurate. <laughs> uh, but it was super fun, nonetheless. Um, and yeah, how about you? Um, I also had a great time. We went to the commander party on Friday night, yes. which was so much fun. Everyone had pre-con commander decks. That was cool. Yes, it was super cool. I played with uh, the Naya one, the flashback, and it was not Naya. No, no, no. Just You're Jeskai. Guy. Huh. Wow. I was like, what? No, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I was Jeskai with all the flashback cards. Yes. It was super cool. I killed Maria. I was a faceless menace, so I had the morph deck that you really wanted. I did really want it, so I was always going to come. I was always going to come for vengeance. And I, I killed say, the two morph players at the table. You did. There are two of us. Out of a sense of vengeance. And I got it. The morph deck is very, very fun. Lives up to the name. But I feel like you were having quite a fun time with that flashback. Do you know what? I was having a great time. Um, and thanks to Josh Lee Kwai, who told me the more the flashback deck is the one where you're not supposed to use the big commander that comes oh, with it okay you use one of the other commanders oh. the one that has like prowess and you can look at the top card of your deck and cast it if it's um a non-creature non-land spell yeah and that's almost like or maybe it's an very or tricky anyways because you don't know what's coming yeah it was very cool and also you had but then we all died to the naya deck yeah, oh, the Naya deck took the whole thing down. Yeah. Well, after I died, I just kind of wandered around the room to oh, check yeah. on other people. I took out the two morph players, and then the Naya deck killed me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one, uh, very good. Very hard to stop those rhinos. From yeah, that deck seems really solid. Coming back again and again. Yes, and we're going to ba- be battling those decks yes! against one another. I'm so excited. Um, in the coming weeks, so stay tuned to our YouTube channel if you want to see how those decks play out. Yeah. 
Um, I'm very excited. They're quite fun. Yeah, I love playing the commander decks heads up, the pre-cons. They're, yeah. they're super cool and usually it's a good very time. balanced. And we'll yeah. be having giveaways for them on those videos. So <gasps> yes. if you also want to battle them head to head with a friend, yeah. potentially win them. Think about it. Think about it. Think and about then it. I played my first chaos draft. Wow. Ever? Ever. My of first chaos, time? chaos draft ever. It was a lot of fun. Wow. I had a great time. Um, my first deck was black green. It was really solid. It's just classic big creatures. Lots of removal. What were there any fun sets? Um, I had iconic masters, fate reforged and war of the spark. Oh, okay. I love seeing, Spicy. you know, I love seeing those Theros cards come around. Oh yeah. Big time. Loved it. And fate reforged is like, was the bomb set. Yes. Like you, you like not that it creatures. was the bomb, but there are no. many bombs in the set. Yes. Um, I had like the big, uh, six mana green dragon that when it dies you destroy a permanent oh yeah anyways that was just an uncommon from that set okay so that was a lot of fun i'm trying to think of what what else i played you played that uh temp red blue tempo deck oh yeah i that was my second chaos draft ever and that deck was so sick i loved it it was a blue red tempo deck i drew i drew a bunch of cards killed a bunch of creatures and then you know eventually got on with my little small creatures excellent a lot of fun um, so yeah, I overall had a great time. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Chaos drafting. You see like Megan is a perfect classic case here. You don't have to go and play the no. main event to have a good time. No. Chaos draft is where the, you just get three random boosters. Yeah. It could be anything. Could be anything. And you just kind of like let, let fate lie where it does. Yes. Let fate fall where the chips are. I was happy to be out there working, but oh my gosh, was I so jonesing to do a draft. Yeah. I was like, do you think I have enough time just to sneak in a draft here before I have to work? Because everyone seemed to be having such a blast. And yep. I mean, what you can speak to this too in the drafts. Was the attitude like people you're playing with just like super yeah, happy to be there? Yeah, everyone was really chill. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was chill. I think nice. Really cool. Having a good time. Having a good time. And of course, you know, no big tournament is without a lot of drama in the magic world. And if you want to hear more about like the cheating scandal that emerged and the disqualification, all that kind of stuff, we do talk about it on the upkeep this week. Yes. Which is our shorter news podcast. All of the news in 10 minutes or less. Yeah, I know. Only the cold, hard facts. None of the ridiculous. Warm. None of the warm. <laughs> no. Wet, wet takes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have said soft. That's the opposite of hard. No. But warm, soft takes is really just uh, just not really great either. Ooh. They're both bad. You know something people both were kind of talking about in the coverage area and amongst the pros at Vegas was mm-hmm. actually the Hall of Fame. Because oh, yeah. ballots are out and voting ballots is open. Ballots are out. What were people saying? They were just kind of talking about like, hey, did you decide who you're going to vote for? And kind of making their cases for d- different Tell people. Tell me about your dancing around the specifics. And I want the specifics. Okay, got it. Well, everyone's going to vote for Reed Duke. That's not even a question. Yeah, it right? seems likely. The Duke is in. One, I would be sh- Okay. Do you think one person will not vote for Reed Duke? Wow. Yes. This is yes, my, absolutely. I'm going to say no. You don't think that there's a single ballot. There's going to be a, there's going to be at least one ballot that does not have him on it. Oh my gosh, I wish there was you a way. You are for underestimating us to find like how spiteful people can be. <laughs> <laughs> when given a little bit of power, uh, we transform. I mean, obviously he's going to be on my ballot, yeah, but for sure. For I'm sure. just saying that I can 100% feel out there the energy, the mind space of a person who's like, I don't think Reed Duke should be on the Hall, on of, Fame. The Hall of Fame ballot. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, uh, we'll, we may never know the answer to this hypothetical question. No, they tell you the percentage is that people get when they get in. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right, they do. So we'll know. <laughs> Okay, great. Here's the great, better great, question. Great. Don't let me forget to okay. revisit this. 95. You're taking the over on I 95. Have, I am taking the over on 95. Wow. <laughs> Even I'm like, I know, I feel like one person won't, but do I take the under on 95? Yeah, because that's the question for you now. It's a good line. I'll yeah. take the under. Okay, I mean, maybe taking the under. All right, great. Well, we'll have this answered for us at Richmond yeah. Magic Cha- Mythic. Oh, God, I Magic Championship. <laughs> Mythic died. Championship Richmond. <laughs> Mythic Championship Richmond. Yes. Where we'll have Brian David Marshall back on air Ooh, to announce yay. the Hall of Fame for us. Very exciting. What? Look. What? It's not going to happen, but I just want people to vote for Chris Pakula. 
Yeah, that was the other kind of thing that I was being yes. bandied about. Will Chris Pakula finally get in? You know, because a lot... The, okay, so it was announced on a weekly MTG, which is the stream from Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. that... The Hall of Fame might not look the same in 2020. Yes. They might do things differently, include have a nominating committee and allow people in who are not players. Yes. Who have made significant cr- contributions to the game. So a lot so of people So hopefully he would freaking qualify at that point. Like, hey, here we are. You know, maybe this is the last push for the Hall of Fame as it stands now. We don't know what's going to happen next year. Is it the time to push in Chris Pakula? And tell me why people want Chris Pakula in the Hall, Megan. So Chris Pakula, back... Back in the day, first of all, he like almost got in. Yes. Before they changed the points thresholds. And then he went on this long chase to get back up above the points threshold. But people don't just look at Chris Pakula's like top finishes and that sort of thing. Um, the biggest thing is that back in the day when cheating was just rampant in magic, Chris Pakula was one of the people on the forefront of being like, cheating is like, we need to stop this. Yes. He was out there. Putting, putting his foot down and saying magic needs to not be like this. Yeah, a lot of people had the attitude back in the day that cheating, if you could get away with it, was perfectly fine. Exactly. As that it was like essentially part of, part the, of the game. game. Yeah. Um, it was another skill set that you brought to playing magic. And yeah. he was one of the people that was like, no, no. magic is magic. <laughs> cheating is not magic. <laughs> yes. And so... Uh, um, that, you know, we still see the legacy of that today. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't think that cheating is a problem or that there need to be people out there who are aggressively anti-cheating, just look at what happened in Vegas, yeah. right? There was a guy, the, the first winner of the old school tournament <laughs> cheated and they had to rerun the whole uh, thing. They had to rerun it. Yep. And I feel like people just forget, like it's, we haven't been playing magic for super long in the, in the context of things. Right. Seven years at this point. Which is why. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. uh, GLHS. Seven year anniversary coming up pretty quick. In October. Yeah. Wow. 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 But anyways, like that's not that long in the context of magic as a whole. Yeah. And like already in our magic lifetimes, we had like Jared Betcher. Yeah. And all of the other shuffle cheaters. Yeah. So it's still a thing. Um, and yeah, it's still a legacy that lives on and that we do not tolerate cheating anymore. Yeah. And, um, we're very, I think as a community hardline about that. Yes. And so if you appreciate the fact that you just like cheating, isn't a skill that your opponent is bringing to the magic table (laughs) against you. And that if it is, people are going to come down real hard on them. You have Chris Pakula to thank for that. Absolutely. So, so yeah, there you go. That's, that's, I'll be voting for him. That's my ballot. Yeah. I think yeah, that's my palette. There you go. Now you know. Um, I, you know, did of course think about Javier Dominguez, but I think oh. that it's just a little too early. Is he qual? He's qualified? he is he is. Just Dang. for me, it's a little too early to vote for him. But I think if he had one more top finish, um, he would. How many does he have? Get it? Um, I'm not uh, sure off the top of my head. Two. Okay. Um, I'll look it up. Because he has, you know, of course, the win from World Championships and the yeah. second place at World Championships. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, then I would start to think about him. A lot of people are thinking about uh, Brad Nelson, getting him into the hall. Um, well, some people are talking about Marcio Carvalho as one of the best players of all time. But, of course, he is straight off a lot of people's list because of a cheating scandal yeah. uh, a few years back. I mean, I think like a... A history of cheating. Yes, a history of shady behavior. And a lot of people say, no, he's got way too many good results. We cannot ignore it after he's, you know, stopped that shady behavior. Same people say he hasn't stopped it. Blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Here's my question. Yeah. Okay. Say that at some point, like four years from now, um, Marcio Carvalho has a whole bunch of top finishes in arena only tournaments. Yeah, that's a great where cheating point. Cheating is not something that you're bringing to the, like you can't bring to the table. Literally. You literally can't. You just can't. And then other people would say, well, the foundation for his success and was laid yes. by cheating. Yeah, so I'm wondering is like like what are what is people's lines like, "Oh, I I don't believe that someone who has ever cheated should be in the Hall of Fame." Yeah. Um I don't believe that someone who is currently cheating should be in the hall of fame. Yeah. So I think that people are going to have to come up against oh, that sort of like decision right. point for them. It's like, which one is it that you believe? Do you believe that people who have ever cheated should oh. not be able to be in the hall of fame? This is a problem. Do you believe that oh. people 
who are currently cheating or cheated to get the significant results. Yes. Should not be in the Hall of Fame. What do you think? Oh, boy. I Putting don't you know. On the spot. I don't I know. I don't know. Either. I honestly do. I, if you put me on the spot, I'm going to tell you that I do think Marcio is that good. I, I agree. do think he is that good. But I do think that he has also fallen prey to the temptation of cheating in the past. Yes. And uh, shady behavior. So, gosh, this is really, really, really tough. It's I, difficult. Yeah. I think it would still have to be a no for me, at least currently. But I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to cross that bridge when I come to okay, it. Okay, great. <laughs> but that was, yeah, that was another thing that was on a lot of people's lips at uh, Magic Fest Vegas. Well, there you go. But yeah. It was a really fun time. Super yeah, it's fun such time. a good time. Lots of hangouts overall. I bought this great squirrel shirt. Yeah. On the back, it says 1-1 one, because one, I'm a little token. Um, <laughs> and I brought I bought some great art from some a magic artist and a, a Chittering Doom play mat from the artist who drew Chittering Doom. Uh-huh. So Classic that's, Maria. I'm full on squirrels over here. Yep. You really are. <laughs> Gave out lots of high fives. We got to hang out with our friends from Loading Ready Run, who we never get to see. I know. It was great. I won money playing craps. Good job. Thank you. Was craps that your was first great. crapsy? Yeah. <laughs> was that the first time you crapsed yourself? <laughs> yep. <Vegas>. Sure was. <laughs> Let's talk about banned and restricted changes. That's right. There are some shakeups to modern and some light shakeups to other formats if that's, that's your jam. It's very funny. Some very funny shakeups. Yes. We talk about all of the BNR announcement on the upkeep. Yes. So today we're only focusing on modern. Yeah. And the fact that Hogak is gone. Hogak ran into the hammer he was using to hang up his art on his wall in his house. It was a very sad tragedy, but he's wow, no longer that with is us. A really, that's a really horrific thing to describe. And also... <laughs> Like impossible because I said he was hanging art and he ran into his own hammer. So yeah, I don't know how that happened. You would have to have super long arms, first of all. So he like <laughs> he like put it's like the art is on the wall and then he pulls his arms so far back and then puts his own head between. Oh, between God. That's what I was <laughs> I was thinking he was hammering it, but his arms are so long and he wanted to run up to see how well he was hanging it. And he just ran right into the oh, hammer. He ran into the back end, the of, the back end of the hammer. Oh, yeah. I thought that you were describing him trying to hammer it in and he pulls his arm so far back. <laughs> that his head is between his arm and the wall. Equally as terrifying. That is a really disturbing. You know what? Concept. I don't feel so bad because Hogak was a menace and also the card art was disgusting. It was super disgusting. But it is not the only thing that is gone. No. Faithless looting. This is wild. Yes. People have been asking for this for a little while now. That's true. Um, They're like, one mana? What? This is too good. Recursive? Too good. Yes. Flashback? Yep. Too good. So it is. it is also gone. Perhaps... Like tamping down that, is it Phoenix Menace a little bit? I mean, this is a huge change to modern, honestly. There are so many decks that rely on Faithless faithless Looting as like a piece to make them tick. Is it Phoenix? Yeah. Uh, Dredge. Dredge. Um, We talked about uh, Hollow One, which people don't really play anymore, but that was a key piece of that deck. There were a lot of Mardu decks that were just running it. Mardu Pyromancer. Like even if it wasn't a key piece of the deck, it was still very much very part of important it. like death shadow death shadow yeah these that's are a good all point. decks that could potentially be hurt by this we talked about even storm just getting yeah. hit by this on the way out um so does this make these decks grishel brand grishel brand does it make these decks unplayable now i mean grishel brand i think is unplayable now Wow, this is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that one's not a huge deal. Not a ton of people are out there playing it. <laughs> I have a friend who plays Mardu, Py- Mardu Pyromancer who is like, well, time to toss that deck in the old Garbarino. I mean, I do think that for a deck like that, it is because Mardu Pyromancer is something that's it's that's a very important piece of their card advantage. Yeah, I don't know. It's What uh, are they going to do? It's a different world. It is. I it's never... And... We haven't even talked about another huge piece of this. Oh, yeah. Stoneforge Mystic Unbanned. And I said this erroneously on the upkeep yesterday. I was like, oh, we've never lived in a world where Stoneforge was legal and modern. But nobody has because it entered modern on the ban list. Really? Yes. It started there. Wow. They were like, we cannot let this thing into modern. Not Not we're taking it out. It's not even allowed in. I did not know that. 
Yeah. That's so, wild. So it has been so in jail. So now they're just like, let's just see what happens. Yeah, like, okay, here we go. And you know what? And part of me is happy that they are being uh, a little bit more shake-up-y with modern, you know? Yeah. Taking out Faithless, putting in Stoneforge. Maybe I'll regret saying all of these words in a month or two. Yeah, maybe. But I think it makes it, if anything, it makes it exciting. So it is, a, it is a shame that a lot of decks got kind of really, really hardly, hard nerfed by this. But I do like um, formats changing and experimentation and seeing if we can make modern more exciting because it's been in a place, at least for the past few months, that has been super unexciting. Yeah. In case you are not aware of what Stoneforge Mystic does. Great. Uh, one in a white for a one-two. Okay, whatever. That's not uh, impressive. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an equipment card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. One in a white tap, you may put an equipment card from your hand onto the battlefield. Yes. So So what are we doing? We're making a turn three batter skull. Batter skull. Get out there. Yeah. But also who who knows what else? Yeah, who true. Who knows what else? Oh, who knows what else? Okay, here's I'm one of my predictions for modern though. I think that we're going to see Urza Thopter Sword become, like, it's going to be very good. Yeah, that deck already very good. Yes. Unleashed. Now get in there. Yeah. Even better. Doesn't have to worry about that Hogak Menace. A lot of people saying now Jund will also be at the top of the list. With Ren and Six. Ren and Six is so good. It was already climbing the ranks. Yeah. With Ren and Six in its arsenal. And now... What is there what, to stop what it? What is there to stop it? What is there to stop it? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, scapeshift. <laughs> All right. Megan's back on scapeshift. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was talking about playing Stoneforge Mystic in Obzon Ooh. in Modern. Yeah. I think that might be a, a new deck around the corner for a lot of people. All right. Um, B- Batter Skull, very good, of course. You can't, if you're playing an aggressive deck and you can't deal with a Batter Skull, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You can never race it. In a million years, it has lifelink. It is enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, Abzan with Stoneforge Mystic and Batter Skull, would I even like that? I don't know, Maria. I think I might. Would you? I think I might. Would you? It sounds like a deck that plays creatures. Yeah. Okay, that sounds fun. I'm a, I'm in. I'm a creature girl. Yeah. I think I'm excited to get back on my escape shift business. Okay. I like escape shift. <laughs> on your escape shift business. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. My escape shift business. Um, yeah, I I like escape shift. Couldn't really play it in a Hogak world. No. It's too slow. No. Too slow. But I'm also, I'm excited to pick up Urzathopter Sword. I'm going to try that. Definitely seems up your I'm alley. I'm going to try that deck. It's a, it's a sweet combo deck. Yeah. Uh, where you make, make infinite life, infinite thopters, yes, um, infinite mana. Yes. I mean, what more do you need in a game of magic than Nothing. those three you infinite things? <laughs> Maybe boggles will be good again. Ha 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 ha. Remember that time that it was? Uh, yeah, those few. It, it emerges. Those few days. For a few days, a few months at a time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does. But with Jund out it there. It peeks its head up and sees the ugh. sun. Boggles is not That's like true. playing against Jund. Yeah. They have way too many ways to deal with stuff. Yeah. And every time I ever talk about Boggles on, on a stream, like I did a, ch- a Channel Fireball stream this past weekend, immediately people get after me about Hexproof being the worst word ever printed on a magic <laughs> card. But, like, the thing is... Whatever. They're... I'm sitting here talking about how I don't want to play against first, Jund. People say that they don't. First, people say that they want to see more creatures decks, but then they complain when there are creatures yeah, decks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they'll play. They'll people complain about anything. But what I'm saying is, isn't that true? There are a thousand ways to kill a buckle. Like yes. you do not, or the enchantments that are wearing or whatever is not undealable by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Modern yeah. is a very powerful format, so don't even with me. Don't even you heard with it here. Me. Don't okay. even with her. Um, but it's gonna be a new. It's gonna be a new universe. Yeah, we're excited to see where it goes. And uh, welcome back, rampaging Frostodon to standard for three weeks. <laughs> Get on out there. back at the year in review with mark rosewater's state of design article that's right so this is just an article that he likes to do um every year where he just looks back at the past year of sets um and formats and says how was it and you know what i really appreciate about this article it's 
that he is super honest with himself. Yeah. You know, if they didn't achieve something that he thought they should have, or if he like missed the mark on something, he'll, he'll say just be it. like, yeah, that yeah, happened. That happened. And we need to do better. And I think that's a really good tool to kind of check yourself and be honest Before with. Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> with with <laughs> your accomplishments. Yeah. Um, and he also, of course, very important to give yourself uh, accolades, pats on the back for the things you did well. And mm-hmm. he does that too. So um he asks he starts out at the top with how's the last year of magic design he says very good i would agree agree hard agree Agree. it's been a great year for magic yeah he talks about how dominaria felt like a turning point and i also agree with that absolutely like dominaria was a great set yes um i loved it and it's the time when they started with what we are now calling vsp vsp uh vision design set design play design yeah so they've got that new team in there um, working on, hey, how does this set play together? Yeah, and it's super important play because I think Standard has been excellent since yeah. they fully rounded out their play design team and um, play people testing the cards in the Standard envo- environment, what they call the Future Future League. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Dominary, huge success for them, I think, financially. Like, I think it yes. sold very well. It was great, like, flavorfully. Got mm-hmm. a lot of old school players coming back into the game. And the cards were great. Cards were great. It was so much fun. They pushed design boundaries. Yeah. Um, which I love. That's my number one uh, thing I love to see. Those sagas. Sagas. So good. So good. So good. But that was from the year before. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Surprisingly. Um, anyways, he also says there are some shifts in philosophy that he thinks led to better magic gameplay, like creating more answers to threats. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, and putting those answers at lower rarities to help for limited. That I think yeah. we have seen the benefits of 100%. Yes. In like formats like Corset 2020, which we'll get into uh, later in this article. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing he wants to point on as highlights from this past year is hitting the right level of complexity in design. Yeah. So you can't have it be too high or players are going to be like, uh, uh, we're out. This yeah. is too complicated. It's going to be really hard for new players to get in. I'm going to go like, play Parcheesi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you ever played Parcheesi? No. I don't think I have either. Is it easy? I don't, e- I don't even know. What if it's not? <laughs> what if Parcheesi is secretly the hardest game you can play? But you just named, you're like, I'm going to go play Parcheesi. I'm going to go play Parcheesi. I'm going to go play Whist. Whist is not Whist a difficult is not game. hard. It's barely a game, honestly. Whist is basically just putting cards down on a table. We, I, we looked this up because they always played in Jane Austen novels. Yeah. And I was like, what is Whist? Look it up. All you do is take tricks. You're just, and there's like no, there's nothing exciting about no. the tricks. No, no. You're just You're putting just cards on a table. Taking them. The end. The end of that game. The end. But you know what? It was Anyways. early days for games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they didn't have it all figured uh-huh. out. They didn't even get to the level of hearts. You know no. what I mean? But so. their versions of charades were were <laughs> sick. Give me hit me with the charades they okay. play. Okay. You have you you've read Jane Eyre? Magic the Parloring, <laughs> a new podcast. Yeah. Uh no. Oh my goodness, what? I don't think I have. I'm <laughs> I'm reeling right now. It's accurate. She is. Do you know do you know any of the plot points? No. <gasps> Maria, go read it right now and do. don't look up anything. Don't okay. let anyone spoil no anything that's going to happen. All right, great. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. Okay. Wow. This I'm trying is, to think of a book. I feel like I got like a like a like a defibrillator <laughs> to my chest. <laughs> When I hear that someone doesn't know the plot of Jane Eyre and has never read it. They play charades in Christmas Carol. Yes. That's one I remember. Okay. So in Jane Eyre, they play charades, but it is like, it is messed up charades. It's really dark and everyone feels it's like super elaborate. They like that. Like they like close the set of curtains to this other room and they have all these costumes and they present like a full tableau. So it's like four, four to six people create a full tableau in costume and everything. That sounds great. Yeah. I would play that at a party. Their parties were kind of sick back then though, because like what else are you going to do? Exactly. (laughs) Dance, dance to an orchestra, uh, play bobbing for apples. Ew. Yeah. They, they did that. Um, they, did they really yes and there was a weird game called snapdragon where there was like candy that was on fire that kids had to like reach into a fire and eat candy now that was, like, sounds raisins. like stuff out of a dickensian novel do you want to eat raisins kids i'm gonna set them on fire <laughs> yum oh, i guess they were soaked right. in rum so maybe that's why the kids 
let's select the game. Like, yeah. Let's play. Anyway. Anyway, so where I were we? I don't remember how we got complexity. on this. Complexity. We complexity. And it can't be too easy or you'll get bored. Yes. Um, and so he said he felt like they had gotten kind of over complex. Yep. And then they course corrected too much. Ended up a little too, like, with too little complexity. But now that they've they've been in a good spot. Yeah. And I would agree. Yeah. He it's says great. an example of hitting the nail on the head here would be uh, the uncommon planeswalkers in mm-hmm. War of the Spark, which, you know, uh, before they would have thought was too much. But mm-hmm. I think it wasn't. No, um, not at all. People were, got it. There were, of course, a couple of issues, which he talks about later. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Those were great. Um, he says they're getting better at hitting players' desires. Um, that they he feels like they're making more of the kinds of cards that players want to have. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, like for example, those planeswalkers I would put into that category once again. The the set Modern Horizons as a whole, I think, yeah. was super fun, really great draft environment. And uh yeah, and people generally have been very high on it. Mm-hmm. And he says, we're embracing new tools to help us make better designs. Like hammers that are unable yes. to be run into when you're hanging pictures on your wall. That you can't hammer yourself into. Um. Yeah, I like here he says, an example of using these new tools is the making use of frames as a component to enhance new design space. And we have been loving the alternate types of frames. We have been loving Those it. borderless lands. And some of our favorite things to happen yeah. in a very long time. So cool. And we know in Throne of Eldraine, they've ramped that up yes. already. And he says, oh. you've seen subtle uses of this over the years, and we're going to make more use of this tool moving into the future. Really excited for that. I mean, like, use all parts of the card, yes. right? Take away that border. It's just getting in our way. Yeah, yeah I agree. Get it out of here. Um, now it gets into the the lessons. Okay. Uh, so he starts with, we could use more synergy between the sets. This is something that I personally haven't super noticed, but yeah. maybe it's true. Um, yeah. Um, he says it just sort of looks like because they've moved away from the block structure. And so obviously like blocks used to work together yeah. with their mechanics. But as they've moved away from that, it's just sort having, of been like you kind of have a random boom, toolbox boom, boom, of things boom. that don't exactly work well together yeah. all the time. That is something that is good to keep an eye on, I'm sure. Yeah. And more time uh, spending on correcting the pacing of sets and their releases. And I think this is um, true for sure because... Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's too back to back and I haven't had time to enjoy a set before a new one is coming out. And then times I'm like, ooh, this has been a little too long before they release something new. Yeah. So they're going to work on correcting that as well. Nice. So let's start things off the furthest back, which is Guilds of Ravnica and Ravnica Allegiance. Wow. That was this year? That was this year. That was a decade ago. I'm already like, what? I know. This happened in our lifetimes? Sure did. Um, highlights that he touches on, they felt like they executed well on the guilds. I would agree with that. Um, all of the mechanics played well. Yep. And players liked the overall tone of the sets. Yeah, people love Ravnica. Yes. Me included. The yeah. guilds are just, how can you get better than this? A way for you to say, this is how I like to play magic. I'm going to associate myself with a guild. And guess what? I get to play as that guild, which yeah. is essentially my identity as a magic player. Yeah. You can't get better than that. I think it's excellent. Yep. I loved how stuff like Surveil and... Um, um, jumpstart worked together. Oh, and felt so much like their guild. Yes, exactly. It was so cool. Yeah, jumpstart to me is like one of the coolest mechanics that we've had yeah. in a while. Um, Surveil I've, was yeah. so very demure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that. Spectacle, great use uh, of a yes. mechanic. Spectacle, absolutely. So what were the drawbacks that he found? One, there wasn't enough innovation, so mm-hmm. he didn't think they pushed the guild mechanics enough yes he said that he felt like the the mechanics again going back to the first part were like functional and did their jobs well yeah but they didn't necessarily push into a lot of new space so let's think about like convoke that like literally didn't yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> for for uh celestia that was just a revisit which is okay to do like you shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel every single time 10 times around in a rabbit yeah. set but um yeah, I would say that nothing jumped out to me um, off the top other than maybe jumpstart the, of me being like, holy cow, that's yeah. totally new and different. And I'm very excited to play with that brand new rabbit yeah. mechanic. Yeah. But I was okay with it. Exactly. Oh, and jumpstart was so great. Yeah. And that's echoed in his point. The mechanics la- lacked oomph. They wanted mm-hmm. more pizzazz with them. And I, I think I agree with that. Um, but I wouldn't be too hard on them about it. Yeah, agree. And that limited play did not, uh, Ravnica Allegiance limited play did not have the depth of Guilds of Ravnica. Jeez, mm-hmm. it's been too long since I've drafted these sets to actually remember that. I know. Um, let's see. I'm trying, yeah. 
I honestly don't remember. I don't even remember. I remember enjoying drafting both of them, so that's something. Yeah, I don't ever remember thinking like, oh, I'm tired of this. So yeah. Maybe they were both fine. And I feel like it was made up for, because Guild of Ravnica had a little bit more where, like, wasn't there, there was a color pair that was really weak. Gosh. And then um, Allegiance maybe didn't have that, or maybe it was the other yeah, way around. It was a, I don't remember. Whatever Celestia was, I remember that wasn't exactly. good. It was sort of just like very... It yeah. can be very whole home. Like we need a trample on yes. something in in Celestia that we didn't get. Just on several somethings, I feel on like. On a couple of somethings, <laughs> yes. And Could then have it would have been it. then it would have been fine. Yeah. All right. That brings us to War of the Spark. That was this year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. You all remember that fabulous trailer? Oh, that's right. Do you remember when we were all like, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna die? Yeah. Who what, is is Nick Volus going to destroy Look at all everything? Stained glass planeswalker stuff. Yeah, very you're cool. Right. Wow, oh, that trailer was excellent. Wow. Um, so in terms of highlights from that, players loved the planeswalker thing. Hundred percent. Ah, absolutely. But do you remember when this came out? We were like, oh, is this going to be too much? And you know what? It, it wasn't. wasn't. How do you do that? Like, I have no I idea. Stop and talk about what an incredible accomplishment that is. One hundred percent. A planeswalker in every pack, and somehow it's not too much. I mean, that seems almost unbelievable to me that it they really accomplished that, and it was a complete slam dunk in wow. my opinion. Sick kudos to them, honestly. Like seriously, I was like, there's going to be three or four planeswalkers out there. People are going to be like, I don't know what to do. Who do I attack? Which ones do I activate? It wasn't a problem. No. And I don't know how it wasn't a problem, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just great. Magic. It was just great. Um, the fact that it was an, an event set came through loud and clear. Absolutely. So this is kind of talking about how it was about this one moment in the story kind yeah. of they had been building up to this moment yes. for many many years so it was less about a plane yeah um, because we were still on ravnica and more about this giant thing where nickel bowls is trying to take over yeah the story came to a head in a fabulous way and i honestly think a lot of that was the marketing that was done ar around it and i would give big props to the marketing team for that trailer the same yeah. last teaser trailer that we saw uh, with the candle smoke blowing out so cool and uh yeah just for the killing way that they pushed it Oh, yeah. Bye, Gideon. R.I.P. Wow. Now I feel sad about it. <laughs> Me too. I didn't ever think I'd miss him, but... Oh, Chad. Now I feel bad. I do I do feel bad for Chad. Yeah. And proliferate and amass. Um, oh, those were really cool mechanics. Yeah, I did like amass. Um, I enjoyed amass. And, like, having proliferate, proliferate back, it's a great mechanic. I really like it. Yeah, I honestly th wish there was a little bit more of it. Yeah. I think in War of the Spark. Yeah. But, yeah, that... Uh, I'll hit the hit the ball of the park with all, mm -hmm. all of those things. Lessons for yes. more of the spark. There were too many rare or mythic rare bombs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would agree with this, though I wouldn't put it on the level of Fate Reforged by no, any means. I don't think so. You know, I also, like they talk about the God Eternals being the biggest culprits, but I can't remember that many times that I played against them. Yeah, me either. Like they were at least, and I remember beating them a couple of times, you know? Yeah. And when you did, you felt like you should feel exactly. like you played a God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I beat this God. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I do, I'm not going to 100% agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I didn't feel like it was a super bomb heavy set. The static ability of some planeswalkers was hard to remember. That is absolutely true. This is absolutely true. 10,000 times true. <laughs> yes. And Narset, of course, was the biggest offender yes. of this. Each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Yes. I think I did do this wrong about 15 times yes. before I remembered it. Uh, and I'm trying to remember. There was another one that people just never remembered. Gosh, what was Teferi's, it? Teferi's. I messed up yeah, a little Teferi's a, a billion teferi. times. Yeah. Um, How do you get around that, though? I don't yeah, know. Because I, I do like the static ability on them. I think it's cool. Yeah. Maybe you have to think, I think of a different way to do it. They just need to be more, more, um, yeah, thoughtful about it in the yeah, future. Yeah, exactly. Thoughtful. And another one is a spoiler for the story, but we all friggin' know the story. And we've talked yes. about it on the show already. And that's that Dak Faden didn't get a card. And we also talked about this earlier. Oh, yeah. Because we were like, oh, where's this card going to be? Like, he's obviously dying on this art or whatever. Yeah. He dies in the trailer. He dies. He dies um, big time. And he didn't get a card. Yeah, that's a super over oversight. I would have loved to see him get a card. harvested, which is both <laughs> lethal and not and legal. And not legal. Yeah. <laughs> we had to go through that whole thing. <laughs> and I'm a huge Dak Faden fan. Um, and so I'm very sad that one, he's dead. And two, that yeah. he didn't get a card. Yeah. So, um, but overall, I think, yeah, that was an, a fantastic set. Mm -hmm. Next, we have Modern Horizons. 
Um, highlights. Players enjoyed the time spiral like goodness of the set. Yeah. Like seeing all of these hits. Hits from over the um, years. Hits from over the years. And like things that cards that felt like even though they were new came from other sets. Yeah, exactly. Or could have come. Um, the flavor really resonated. Absolutely. It delivered on a lot of long desired themes. Um, like slivers and ninjas yeah. are being ones that they call out. A hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. All true. Yeah. All true. Lessons, the name misled people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he really means by that. Yeah. I thought the name was kind of lame. But <laughs> oh, he says like they thought it was a set about maximizing modern. Oh, I see. Which is, yeah. So people like thought it was going to be more reprints. Oh, I get Or it. stuff like I that. But like, I'm glad that it wasn't. No, I want it to be playable. And like he said, limited. it was like, it was like a time spiral. It's like, it had a lot of complexity. It had a lot of nostalgia for people. Um, so yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it sounded like a yoga magazine, but that we made fun of that enough yes, times. Enough times. Uh, it's too easy to get into traps drafting the set. I don't feel like that ever happened to me. Um, yeah. So, okay. I'm, I, maybe it happened for other people. Uh, and players didn't get enough chance to draft the set. That's for sure. True. Yeah. I mean, it is a little thing. expensive and mm -hmm. hard to get enough people, um, ready to go to play something that's pricey. But if you did manage to play it, it was a fantastic draft environment. Yeah. The one critique I would give it is that blue black ninjas was a little too good. Yeah. Um, but overall, Super, super fun to draft. Five color snow is like nothing else when you can make that come together. I yeah. loved the snow deck because it was very weird. Um, and so I'm all in. <laughs> so yeah, Modern Horizons, thumbs up. Awesome. And last, we have Corset 2020. This is where we are now. We've arrived at the yeah. present. Wow. Hello. So highlights the set drafted well. I agree. Me too. Like for a core set, it is. It's satisfying. I'm going to go on a branch here that I don't think you're going to come out with me on, but it has been my favorite core set draft. No. Yeah, no, not following you there. I, okay. I I absolutely love it. I would still go on and oh, draft this right oranges now. Oranges was so good. Oranges. Oranges. <laughs> you mean oranges? <laughs> magic oranges <laughs> was so good. The flavor. I think the flavor of magic oranges was for sure the best flavor for a yeah. core set. And I, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the set provided cards for a lot of different formats. Oh, that's that's got to be a big win for a core yeah, set. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of cards from there in standards. Yeah, sure. True. Um, and the set had a lot of cards aimed at lower tier standard decks. Oh, all right. Okay. So they're trying to pump up decks that hadn't been competitive yet. I love that idea. So awesome. Let's get new, new cream rising to the, t the top here. <laughs> and this is a lesson that I just called out. Didn't have a particularly strong theme. No, yeah, not at all. True. Um, it's a core set. It doesn't always, but what, but think about what if it did like, yeah, that would be cool. What if we just thought about it a little bit more? Yeah. You know what I mean? And some pl players are starting to feel planeswalker fatigue. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I feel that. You're just like, who cares? Yes. <laughs> um, the, the They talk specifically about Chandra's three planeswalker Oh, gimmick. I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like, I really love Chandra, though. Chandra's and I really great. liked all three Chandras. It was kind of cool. So it's kind of difficult. Like, I do think that I feel some planeswalker fatigue. Maybe we just needed a tiny bit of a break before yeah, we did that. Exactly. Okay, but I did really like fair. those three Chandras. So. Those three Chandras were great. Yeah. All right. Overall, I agree. Like, great year. I think so, too. Great year for Magic. We talked a lot about of fun. so many things that we loved that they had done for the first time mm -hmm. in 2019. And they took some big risks, they say, and they're willing to push it and try some more big risks. Yeah. Which, for me, is the most exciting thing to hear in this article. Yeah. Because if we're not taking risks, what, what are, are we, we doing? doing? We're treading water. And if I'm yeah. playing the best game in the world, I'm certainly not telling people, like, this game is treading water. No. <laughs> This game is new. It's cool. It's yeah. innovating all the time. Absolutely. And the best part is, is because it's innovating and all these things, we don't have to necessarily worry as much about breaking something because we've got that team in there playtesting these cards yeah. and everything for us so much. So like, I'm all for it. Push the design. Same. New, exciting things. Same. Super hyped for Throne of Eldraine. Let's go. Let's talk about Ultra Pro. Uh, and these amazing new deck boxes. These are so These are so cool. cool. They're the Ultra Pro Alcove Flip deck boxes. And uh, this is, these are new. These are brand new. We got them. We got some of them. Thank you, Ultra Pro at Magic Fest Vegas. They let us take a look at some of these. And they gave us new stuff that we're going to talk about on other podcasts coming up. But yeah, if you enter our giveaways or if you win at some of our ma uh, Mythic Championship, like player or card drafts, these could be yours. Yeah, um, they are gorgeous look at these they have the guild symbol they have guild symbols on them yeah um and also i love that it's not just like the background color but it also has this like detailing yeah it's a, on like the a, sides 
It's a like a little uh, three-dimensional guild symbol on the front of the box. Yes. That pops out. With these um, awesome accents. Look, the inside has this like shiny yeah, Simic. Yeah, it's cool. Megan's Ugh. got the Simic one. And it it's unfolds really cool. all the way, which is important. Yeah. Like we're unfolding <gasps> this deck box now because it makes it easier to get your cards out in and out through the top. Ugh. Amazing. Yeah, it has like the little spots for And these magnets are never ever coming. This is never opening without uh, you wanting to open it. No. Is what we're saying. They're they're really cool. These are really high quality. Um I love holds a hundred double sleeve cards, by the way. That's a huge number of cards. Yeah. So if you've been on the I can't shuffle a stack of cards big enough yeah. to fit in this <laughs> box. Me either. If you've been on the Let's lookout for a new deck box that you like, say you've got like a commander or something that is guild aligned, these would be perfect for it. Or even not, if you just have a guild that you love and you want to put your commander in for it for sure and mislead people. Oh yeah, you can do that too. Subterfuge. Wait, there's no subterfuge in in commander. People everyone are, knows, everyone who, your knows commander who your is. commander is. Well, you whatever. <laughs> but yeah, until the moment that you open the box. Check out these new Uncle Flips from Ultra Pro. They're so cool. Anywhere fine magic accessories are sold, including cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. our episode for this week thank you so much for hanging out with us yet again that's right and hearing the thoughts coming out of our brains through our mouth holes and into your earbuds wow or headphones or cat's mouth or radios or whatever else computer speakers Mm -hmm. anyway um yeah big thank you of course again to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash glhf magic uh your favorite friends and you're doing something great for the community when you support the creators that you listen to every single week yes come hang out with us this thursday if you're a patron yep we'll be excited to see you 10 to noon central yeah absolutely and our one next month will be in the evening in case though that isn't applicable to your hours yeah we're also going to post the video uh for patrons only on our patreon so you'll be able to watch it even if you can't come hang out that's right it will be there thanks again of course to card kingdom and ultra pro for being amazing sponsors amazing sponsors um to us as always check out our gleam contest giveaway in the show notes once again and man wow that is a lot of stuff we covered this week all right everybody good work (laughs) You know what? You did it. You You did did it. it.